Welcome to the Technology Lab, presented by CPA Practice Advisor, with your hosts, Randy Johnston and Brian Tankersley. I'm Randy Johnston, along with Brian Tankersley. Brian, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Brian Tankersley. I've been in the profession since the early 90s, have been doing accounting technology since the late 90s on a professional basis. I've written a few hundred product reviews and I've spoken in 48 states talking about accounting technology to CPAs. And I am from Hutchinson, Kansas. I am so pleased to spend time with you today. I have been on the top 100 list since 2004, the top 25 list since 2011. I love to spend time in technology and with my family as well. I'm fortunate enough to have founded Network Management Group, which is a managed service provider providing services from Boston to Honolulu. And my K2 business is how I met Brian, and it is how we've probably met many of you producing CPE and PD in the U.S. and Canada. We're so pleased to spend time with you on today's Technology Lab. Welcome to the Technology Lab. I'm Randy Johnston with my co-host, Brian Tankersley. As part of our series on generative AI, artificial intelligence, we wanted to talk about DALI, and a number of the competitors. And probably what got me started on this was Brian Livingston's article on you're fired if you don't know how to use chat GPT-4. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized he was correct because he named a variety of products that are in the marketplace. So Brian, I know you and I have been playing with these generative AI tools when they were in early release. One of your favorites, obviously, was DALI, which was an image generator, and there's been lots of them. So let's start our time off, if we could, just talking about DALI, the image generator, and then we'll come back and talk about all these other tools. Okay, so DALI was, again, the first iteration of this, and um, it's been around. I showed it some in, in conferences in 2022. And so you basically will give it directions and the more, as, as you get more specific, it will create better looking things. Okay. You know, for example, I've got some art that I created. That's an oil painting of a white golden doodle in the style of Vincent van Gogh. And it actually looks pretty good. I did one just like that. That was supposed to be my dogs playing poker. And I posted it to my uh, Instagram account. It's instagram.com slash BFTCPA. And you may have to go back. It was sometime in mid-March. But my wife said that under no circumstances were dogs playing poker going to be posted in our home. But interestingly, I did some paintings of a multi-poo, the white multi-poo, which is what she has. And one of these she actually had printed on canvas and hangs in her corner office at the bank because it looks so much like her little Theo that she's, that she adores. And, you know, along that line, just for our listeners, you may not know, but Brian's wife is actually an art major and, you know, is a fairly high up in a bank and, you know, nice person. And she is just enthralled with the results as an art major. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I know the names of many of these artists, but right before we started, I did something in the style of Surratt's uh, Sunday afternoon on the island painting. You know, it, it it's amazing the things that she picks out that the details that it gets right in here, like on the, on the Surratt one that we just generated, the brushstrokes were clearly visible and they were similar to what Surratt did. 
I think in some of the other tools, you can actually upload things and use it, use them to edit existing photos. So I'm, I, I think that graphic design is going to change radically. You know, I, I actually have a new apiary that I just set up and my landlord wants a shirt that has a logo on it. And so I've been working with him, you know, the name of it is the Mountain Creek Bee Ranch. And so I actually went through and had Dally create some sample logos. Now, they all have one that bad thing about Dally is that it puts nonsense language on things. You know, it's not the lorem ipsum stuff you see when people are trying to demonstrate what text looks like in fonts, but it's very similar. But it, but it's something that I could take, like this one, on, the one I'm looking at now on the right, this is probably the one I'm going to take to my graphic designer and I'm going to say, I need you to make this, again, make these modifications to it. But realistically, it does a great job of helping you visually communicate the things that you want when you're not used to using words to communicate the visual styles that you want to create. Yeah. So, Brian, I guess kind of to your point, my favorite artists are the French Impressionists. So certainly the pointillism of Surat I have enjoyed. And, you know, of course, you know, we've got a lot of Broadway background. So you know, Sunday in the park with George and so forth on Broadway was a show that I've seen multiple times. But I do believe that the quality of what's generated in Dolly versus Microsoft Designer is also worth mentioning here. Now, we have a complete separate session on Microsoft Generative AI, and we mentioned Designer there. But what might you just uh, mention on Designer before we hit the other tools? It is a tool that is really that really goes in and it will create uh, sample documents for you. So, for example, in a previous one where we talked about some of the Microsoft AI, I actually mentioned that I had used Designer to create a flyer for K2 tech conferences that we offer through here. And uh, you actually remarked after we finished that you actually liked some of the some of the art quite quite well. And so it went through and created, I guess, the format for a document and graphics that could be put in a flyer. But I, what I did, what I did immediately prior to this one is I had the query where I basically said I wanted it to create a impressionist painting of a multi-poo dog, a white golden doodle dog, and a Maltese dog in the style of Surratt's a Sunday afternoon on the island of Le Grand Jacques. Okay. It actually came out really good. I was really impressed with it. The color choices were indicative of that um, that thing. Uh, but what was really what really blew me away was when I drilled down into it and I opened it up. It was at much higher resolution. You know, the one in Designer was at much higher resolution than the one that was created by Dali. It was really, really amazing. I thought. Well, so you know, uh, we recognize that. You know, as accountants, we don't have as much opportunity to use all these graphic tools, but there's going to be dozens, hundreds of them, we suspect. But, you know, let's turn our attention to, for just a minute, because we wanted to talk about the competitive AI tools out there. And again, I'm going to give credit to a couple of different sources here. One of those, of course, is Brian Livingston. And, you know, he noted that the artificial intelligence startups that were already unicorns. A unicorn, by the way, is a, a company with a valuation of more than a billion dollars, included Adept, Cohere, Anthropic, OpenAI, Character AI, Hugging Face, Stability AI, and Jasper. 
And all of these were a billion plus, OpenAI being at 29 billion as of this recording. But we also want to point out that in recent publications, that The Verge reported that AI is entering an era of corporate control. And they suggested that, loosely speaking, 35 new AI products have been released, 32 of which were corporately held, and three which came from academia. And the source of that was the 2023 AI Index Report from Stanford. And the report is quite worth looking at. You know, I'll just mention that those sources and things like this, I routinely post on my Twitter account, RP Johnston, so you can see them that way. And, you know, Brian probably does a much better job of posting things on, you know, AI and all the social media, but I try not to have too much posted on my feeds, only things that I've read that I said, you know, this is important enough for everybody to know. And, you know, one of the uh, posts, for example, was on the new generation Google tensor processing units and how they could be used for generative AI and possibly outperform the NVIDIA pieces. Well, you know, there's lots of other competitors out there. And one other notable release was the Stanford release of Alpaca, Alpaca 7B, which is in GitHub and a complete open source version of chat GPT 3.5, which you can download and use in your own products. So they've completely open sourced chat GPT 3.5 with Alpaca. And you can find that at uh, CRFM of stanford.edu. It's in fact, probably just Stanford and Alpaca will get you there. Now, notice I'm going on kind of a rant. We've got so many other tools. I mean, Let's pick on Google's Bard, for example. Now, Brian, just give us a little bit of your opinion on using, let's say, Bard versus ChatGPT. You know, ChatGPT makes stuff up out of whole cloth, but Bard seems to be more link heavy. Uh, so if I wanted something to be written and have some creativity in it, uh, then I would probably use ChatGPT because it will make things up out of whole cloth. But then if I wanted something that was very bureaucratic and almost unreadable, I'd probably use BART because it's still, you know, because remember Google's, remember, think about the incentives here. Google makes their money not off of creating content like Microsoft Office, but they make it instead off of search results and advertising. So uh, they don't want the world of link-based search to end quite, just quite yet. So, Brian, to your point, and I don't have the exact numbers, so I'd have to go back to the article to get it, but I recently read, and I think it was in The Economist, that Google's revenues from advertising had dropped from about 72-ish percent market share, might have been 76, down to 52 or 56. I mean, it was a 20-point drop in advertising shares. Now, in our Microsoft session on search, I uh, did the IRS mileage rates, and in Google Bard, the search is much more succinct, I would say. It's a little bit longer result, but it actually very clearly just says the IRS mileage rates for 23, 
2023 are as follows, 65.5 cents for business use, 22 cents per mile for medical or moving purposes, 14 for charitable purposes, and then it explains in paragraphs each of those things. I didn't ask for citing, so it didn't provide citing like Bing would, but I think the barred result was actually maybe more useful. Google's quite explicit right now about calling BARD an experiment, and there are very weird results that you get at times. You know, I, I've also noted that uh, certain political views seem to be written out of GP, out of chat GPT. And I think, I, I think some of that has to occur in the code, honestly, simply because if you recall the earlier generative chat bots that they used on social media, people would train them to put out racist content and other kinds of things just to, just for sport. So they've actually they've actually gone I think a little bit far. You know, it just won't even discuss certain things that might be controversial in certain places. It's odd the way they've done it. So I think we have to consider the future of free speech in this. You know, if we're getting filtered by AI, AI may have a greater role in filtering what we see and how we interpret truth. Yes. And in fact, uh, you might recall, Brian, that uh, when I was presenting Emerging Technologies and Tech Update back in 2018, I covered the Toronto Declaration, which was talking about the equality in machine learning and AI. And already people were talking about what needed to be done to actually try to have less bias? Well, we had all, we had all the problems with training facial recognition and, and misrecognizing folks and, and things like that. And, and it's, you know, not good. Just for, to give Bard one more call out, I actually just asked the IRS mileage rates with sightings, and it actually did a pretty good job. It uh, cited the three different sections of the code. So it was actually perhaps a superior result to what I got with Bing. So just recognize, friends, all Brian and I are trying to do is make sure that you've got a good view that the biggie that everybody's talking about, Chat GPT, does certain things. Bing, which incorporates Chat GPT, does certain things. Google Bard does certain things. But I think this is a good time to point out that around the world, the reactions are already coming in on this. And I don't know how long these will last and so forth, but Italy has shut this off entirely. The entire EU is trying to close down how generative AI can be used. And of course, there was a petition signed by initially around 1,100, then 1,400 and so forth, leaders in technology asking for a moratorium. And I, I kind of have thought about that. I and this is Randy's opinion, nobody else's opinion on this point, that I wondered, again, all things technology can be used for good or bad, and there's a lot of bad things you can do with this generative AI capability, but I also considered if this wasn't a ploy to allow people who had gotten caught flat-footed a chance to catch up because they were asking for a six-month moratorium on any of this stuff, which in the tech world... That's enough to catch up, particularly if you can go back and get the alpaca code from Stanford as your starting point. You can do a pretty good job on generative AI. You know, and I, I found it fascinating that uh, request for the six-month moratorium just because 
you know, the if you think about it, that 20 point shift in Google ad share, that is a sea change. I mean, that should normally, that's normally something that takes years. And so what I guess I wanted you all to see with, with this session and, and what I hope you come away with is that the world is changing rapidly. However, the days of accounting are not going to end under any circumstances until fraud ends. And, and I don't think fraud will ever end. So when we look at this and think about it now, uh, what we have to think about is how accountants are going to use AI to be more productive and more effective. And so I, I want you to start experimenting with this um, just on very simple things. Uh, you know, maybe you make some art, maybe you have it make a brochure for the bake sale or something like that. But I want you to kind of learn about this because as we saw in the advertising market, things changed. The market share shifted 20 points over a short period of time, which is normally a multi-year transition. Um, and so when this hits accounting, it's going to hit hard and it's going to hit fast. And those that get caught flat-footed, like Randy described, are going to be left behind. I don't want you to be some of the people that wonder what happened. Yeah. And there's lots of competitors, friends. So, you know, right now we know that Bing and Bard and uh, the paid version of ChatGPT can all do a wonderful, wonderful world of good for you. Paid version of ChatGPT is $20, as we talked about in our technology lab on ChatGPT. And how much is your time worth? Can you get $20 worth of time back by using these artificial intelligence tools? And my thinking is you can. But I got to tell you, this image stuff, I'm looking at it and saying, you know, I'd love to be able to draw and be an artist and I've tried and I've tried and I've failed and I've failed, you know, so I might have a chance with some of those types of tools, but we're going to talk in a separate technology lab about some shortfalls of AI and make sure that you listen to that technology lab as well. A pleasure to spend time with you again. We'll see you again real soon. Thank you for sharing your time with us. We'll be back next week with a new edition of the Technology Lab, brought to you by CPA Practice Advisor.